0: Glamour, Fearless, Uh, Steven Talk Radio. Hello Divas and welcome to 2011 for our spotlight edition of Diva Talk Radio, a show dedicated to women living with, at risk, and affected by diabetes. I'm your host, Mr. Diva Bedic, and I'm on a quest to glamorize good health. Relax, sit back, and get inspired tonight because we're shining the spotlight on Fox News reporter Orlando Salinas. Who has covered stories ranging from Katrina to the earthquake in Haiti while living with type 2 diabetes? Tonight we'll get the inside scoop on what it takes to break the news without breaking your stride with self care from Orlando. And if you have any questions or would like to make comments, call in on our Diva Digits. Three four seven two one five eight five five one, or visit the chat room where GBR producer is holding the couch down for you. So feel free to make a comment, and feel free to also visit our website at divabetic.org where you can listen to all the past Diva Talk Radio shows from last year. Now, please welcome to the show Orlando Salinas. Nice. Hi, Orlando. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you lots for, for inviting me on to this. This, is, this should be well, impressive. Well, it's great. It's, uh, you know, we, it's Diva Talk Radio, so it's a real treat to have another man on the program. So uh, thank you for joining us. I've been reading all about you and your illustrious career, not only with Fox News, but in Cleveland and Virginia. So you've been reporting for quite a while now. Sure have. Almost, uh,
1: actually, 21 years this year, uh, initially with uh, NBC, then ABC, then Fox, and then, Uh, Fox News Channel and uh, I've been blessed there is no doubt I have three kids uh, all three born in different states and uh, a wife who has put up with me for 21 years almost now moving from spot to spot in this business you know you pick up and go when they say pick up and go and uh, about four years ago uh, is when I was diagnosed and uh, it changed my world for sure
0: Yeah, so what was it like? uh, So you were diagnosed four years ago with type 2 diabetes, we should tell the audience. Uh, Do you remember uh, what your blood glucose value was at that time? Well, when
1: I got checked that day, Max, um, first of all, I was out on a story. I was out at the uh, Daytona 500 in Daytona, Florida. And uh, that weekend uh, of the race, before I'd been diagnosed, I was drinking overnight, Max, overnight. A gallon, a full gallon of water every night. Uh, you know, drinking for you know ten minutes and going to bed, getting up fifteen minutes later to pee, and and had that routine going on and on all night. And I did that for three nights straight. I came home from the race, from reporting on it, and I told my wife you know, I wasn't feeling well. We made an appointment the next day at the Cleveland Clinic. I was at five seventy nine max wow. when I went into the doctor. Yeah, he he looked at me. He he says, are you okay? You feeling all right? And I said, oh, I don't feel any weirder than I normally do. And he says, listen, but I need to give you some influence. So he gave me a shot. Within an hour, I was down by 100 points. Uh, but uh, that's when it all began.
0: So your, uh, just to recap, your your symptoms were you had uh, constant thirst and constant urination, which a lot of times, I uh, just want to remind the listeners, that's not always the diagnosis, but those are some of the kind of uh, common symptoms. And actually later tonight, we're going to have one of the Charlie's Angels of Outreach on our call with us, uh, Jessica Isler, a registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator, and one of the smartest, sexiest educators on the planet, who could also tell us a little bit more about that. But I mean, so you did see the symptoms. You to your wife and immediately acted on it, which I think is kind of amazing that you didn't uh you know, think it could have been the heat or the exhaustion of just reporting on uh you said the Indy five hundred yeah and, and that well, event. I know a lot of times people who are having symptoms chalk it up to other things and don't immediately act. And do you know have diabetes happened, in your family? Yeah, I sure
1: do, and there's the deal. My dad was uh diagnosed as a type two diabetic when he was in his forties as well and uh, has lived with Nat now for more than 40 years. He's 82, and uh, he has been meticulous uh, with how he keeps his his records every day. Um, you know, when I was w- at the Daytona 500, um, I I realized before I, before I was drinking so much water, um, w- when I went to that initial consult with the doctor and I was diagnosed as a type 2, uh, he asked me some questions, and I was thinking, you know what, he's right, because he said, well, haven't you had problems with your vision? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I did. He said that was one of the first signs for some people is you begin to see those little tiny
2: right. like
1: floaters in your eyes. And I saw him, Max. I saw him a year before that. But guys being stupid and guys thinking, hey, if it's not bleeding, I'm not broken, I'm walking, I can see, hey, there's no problem, I'm good to go. I'll just keep walking through it. And Max, that's what I did, like an idiot. I, I You know, I saw something a year before this, Max. I saw it, but I just thought, well, what not a big deal. But, Max, if I had gone to the doctor then a year before, he said, look, we could have altered some things. We could have done a better job of helping you with your diet, we, and I could have maybe avoided or postponed some of this. But because I was a guy and I thought I was invincible and I can deal with anything, when I should have actually said, hey, man, I'm not seeing completely the way I should be seeing. But I didn't do it, Max. It took me an extra year and that weekend at the Daytona 500 to drink a gallon of water every night for three nights straight before I said, oh, man,
0: something's wrong here. Well, you know, the unbelievable part to that, Orlando, and I'm sorry to you know hear that you didn't get to take action right away, is that you know one-third of people living with diabetes don't even know it. They're kind of in denial, yeah. so that is really common. I do hear that story many times from women who… <clears throat> like I said earlier, chalk it up to getting older, uh, you know, just different reasons, stress, you know, daughters getting married, other things on their mind that kind of stop them from thinking it's a real health issue. The interesting thing here, and for the listeners, is that you did have a family history of diabetes and that, you know, your doctor primary care physician wasn't kind of looking out for that to begin with is a little interesting but I, we're not this year we're not pointing blame in fact our theme is it's not your fault we want people mm-hmm. to kind of accept that diagnosis and kind of move forward with it even though we know as diabetic it is difficult so i mean i appreciate you being so candid about it i want to tell people if they want to call in right in now and talk a little bit about that with either orlando or myself they could call three four seven two one five eight five five one Now, you did bring up an interesting point, which I love to talk about. Your father takes notes. So I'm assuming your father has been charting his blood glucose values before, after meals, and keeping logs. And I'm wondering, did that go from father to son? Are you doing the same thing? I'm doing
1: it uh, maybe my own version, my own way. Certainly, i got to admit, not as meticulous as my dad. I'm telling you, Max this guy every you know every every meal he's writing down before he puts anything in his mouth what it's at and he even writes down what he's eating max even sometimes the portions of what he's eating um so he has done a great job of doing that he really sort of it, it was weird when my when i first went home 4 years ago when i was diagnosed and my father and i were sitting side by side injecting ourselves with our insulin it was a weird father son bonding moment um but but i've learned and I still need to do a better job of learning to check it when I need to check it. Uh, you know, everybody has their warning signs. For me, I know that my blood sugar is dropping when my wrists begin to sweat. It's And, and my father now, who's 82, has said for him, he used to also have those same signs. He would know. But as he's gotten older, uh, those signs are not as evident as they used to be. So he has to be faithful and check his blood sugar when he's supposed to check it. And he does. I do it. I'm getting better at it, and uh, the people in my family, my three kids and my wife, they've also been good with me. They have at times been good about, Dad, don't eat this, don't do that. Dad, have you checked your blood sugar? Um, it really has become more of a family focus for me. I'm blessed because I've got a family who has been supportive, and they continue to, to be that way with me.
0: Well, and that's, you know, again, that's our motto at Divabetic is creating an entourage around you and involving your friends and family so they can protect you. And, again, we'll be talking, Jessica Isler, a registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator, about what you just mentioned earlier with your dad and low blood glucose unawareness, which is quite common with people who live longer and longer with diabetes. Not for everyone, but sometimes like your father might not be seeing what, he might not feeling the symptoms like he used to or anticipating a lower high. Now, um, talking about your healthcare entourage, I'm just curious who is on your entourage from a medical perspective? Are you uh, going to a general practitioner or, because I want to start talking about how you parlay your diabetes into such a high profile job. So who's on your team right now helping give you the best performance every day?
1: Um, well, I do have a, a GP, a general okay. practitioner. I also have an endo, an endocrinologist, who I see.
0: Because you started uh, out on insulin initially, correct? Did you say exactly. that? Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, four months
1: of insulin. Uh,
0: and like I said, the day I was diagnosed,
1: I was at 579. Four months later, the daily average was at 140. Uh, and he said, my endo said at that point, let's take you off the insulin. Let's put you on metformin, the the pills, and so uh, we've been doing that now for three and a half years, roughly, Uh, and um, it's been good. I have an endocrinologist who, um, at first, you know, just like anything else, you know, you got to ask questions, and you have to not be afraid to ask questions, and, um, you know, and and depending on your health plan, uh, you know, your, your health plan covers certain specific things and certain specific specialists. And mine covers me seeing an endocrinologist, not always um, a nurse practitioner or or somebody else. What I found out is the nurse practitioner that had been seeing me was very, very knowledgeable, and in some cases actually more knowledgeable, it seems, than the endo, because she dealt with this every day and saw the ups and downs of her patients coming in. Uh, so I have had... A more, more of a working relationship with my nurse practitioner at the endocrinologist office, and she has been very, very good about guiding me. The endo has been also good. Uh, those are the two principal people that I have. Other than, as you say, the entourage, which I have, which is my family and also the people at work.
0: Well, I've made and sure that this is that what I, I want hold to talk about. Off. Like, what it's like to. Uh, I want to. I wanna, didn't mean to cut you off. But I want to find out what it. How how much <laughs> do you talk about it at work? But first. You're like being a PSA for me tonight. My sister-in-law is a nurse practitioner. She, she's married to my brother who is living with diabetes. So a shout-out to Laura Zadek because you just said how great nurse practitioners are and she is mm-hmm. definitely one that we are endeared to at Divabetic. Um Also, uh, I think you have a very lucky wife uh, living with you because most men I talk to do not want to go on insulin. So before mm-hmm. we talk about how you felt about uh, talking about it at work, Uh, Did you have any apprehensions about going on insulin, or because your father uh, was already on it, did you feel a little bit more uh, comfortable with that? Because I know that's difficult for not only men, but a lot of women as well. Yeah, no, I tell you, no, honestly, I felt a little bit weird about it. Um, The
1: whole thought of giving myself an injection and the whole thought of almost to a degree feeling like I would be captive to a needle a few times a day. Uh, after four months, though, uh, I, I got used to it. I sort of knew where was the right spot to do it and when was the right time to do
0: it. Um, and it's not and as bad as you initially thought, right? Because no, it is important for people to realize that you were able to add it to your lifestyle and make it yes. work. And a lot of people, insulin yes. therapy is definitely a necessary route to go. I, and I, you know, it's nice to hear someone kind of talk openly about it. Yeah, and listen he, here for, for me, Max.
1: Uh, I've been very fortunate and been been very blessed. Fox News Channel has been exceedingly accommodating with me. Uh, My boss, uh, when I first told her that, indeed, look, I've been diagnosed, she was like, I'm really sorry, whatever we can do. Uh, Listen, there's been no discomfort with me to, when I have to just uh, do my injection, I just pull up my shirt and do it right there. Uh, and now, have you, is, ever, like, have you ever
0: had to leave like an on-site uh, shoot or anything because of your diabetes or has it been smooth sailing all the way?
1: No, it's been pretty much smooth sailing. Um, uh, you, there have been times I've missed a couple of hits because, a couple of live shots because I felt my blood sugar dropping a little bit too low and I didn't feel, I felt a little bit disoriented uh, and got a quick uh, intake of some sugar, uh, but even then I just had to make sure that I was okay, but other than that, it hasn't stopped me at all from going on assignment, going to do stories. Uh, here in Florida, we have the Casey Anthony uh, uh, trial, or not trial, the story that took place a couple of years back, uh, the little girl who was missing and the mother who was eventually charged with the girl's murder. And uh, at that point, I was still on insulin and giving myself, uh, I'd just recently been sort of diagnosed and giving myself shots during the day, while I'm out there in front, of the, in, in front of the family's home covering the story, uh, I found a way to make it work. You really can. You can find a way to make this work with your lifestyle. I, I think, Max, because I'm living with it now, you just have to be willing to be unafraid to sort of push a few boundaries. People will make way for you, and people will help you if you ask them, and they know that you're asking with great sincerity. The trick is asking with sincerity, not just expecting people to make way for you. Just be sincere when you ask. I found that it's true and that it's not ever really
0: been an issue. Well, I want to ask you a question, Orlando, with all sincerity. I think, uh, will you be the next poster boy for Diva Betty? Because you really could take over for me. <laughs> and uh, I have, I'm we're going to you. get your answer when we come back. But first, we're going to take a quick break with Orlando Salinas, our special guest tonight. I want to remind all our listeners out there, please call in on the Diva Digits, 347 215 Five one, join this men's only club tonight at Diva Talk Radio, or feel visit, feel free to visit our website org. Now, when we come back, we have so much to talk about. We're going to have Orlando try his luck at the diabetes numerology game. Plus, we're going to get the Diva 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 scoop on what happened at the Anna Nicole Smith trial. We even haven't even talked about Katrina or working at the uh, covering the earthquake at Haiti. But that's all I'm going to hold back for a second because right now we're going to take a break and get a few special announcements from G.B. O'Brien. Take it away, G.B.
2: Hello, Divas and friends. G.B. O'Brien here with news for a new attitude in the new year. This month, catch new games, giveaways, and a big Apple getaway. Okay, the getaway is a bit of a stretch. However, for those of you in New York City, don't miss Diva Betting the View. January 19th at Beth Israel Medical Center. Admission is free, but you must RSVP. Call 1-800-671-1841. Now, let's play numbers. Visit divabetic.org for the latest edition of Diabetes Numerology. Then, test your celebrity IQ with Mystery Diva. Next week on Diva Talk Radio, call in for a random giveaway of one-year subscriptions to Diabetes Health Magazine the essential resource for people living with diabetes. You must call in. Lastly, remember the website, blog, and DivaBetic Facebook group for 24-7 inspiration, information, and updates. Now back to Mr. DivaBetic.
0: Wow, thanks, GB. I want to just mention one more number, and that's number five. It's my fifth year kicking off DivaBetic Club this Thursday night, January 5th, at the McBurney YMCA here in New York. Please come out to this program. It, it, it's such a fun time, and I love hosting it. We're back on this special edition of Diva Talk Radio Spotlight with my special guest, Fox News reporter Orlando Salinas. And Orlando, right before the break, uh, I wanted to, we were mentioning some of the high-profile stories you've covered. One of them was the earthquake in Haiti. I'm wondering, since you're a man living with diabetes, what do you, what is it like to live with diabetes in Haiti? Number one, and then what's it like to have diabetes during an earthquake in Haiti? I can only imagine.
2: Yeah, listen.
0: Uh, one of the things that I realized uh, w- when I was sent, um, I wasn't sure
1: how long I was going to be gone, and I think I took like a two month supply of my of my metformin and gliburide and other things because I wasn't really sure. I ended up staying just under three weeks. But while I was there, you know what? Those folks eat poor, and and they don't have a whole lot to eat. And I met quite a few folks there, interestingly enough, Max, who are diabetic, knew they were diabetic. Many of them were supposed to be taking insulin. There was no insulin to be found because everything was gone. Uh, and what I found is that I was giving out probably four to six pills of my metformin a day to folks uh I didn't speak any Creole nor French, but, but th- they would come into the different areas where people were getting medical supplies and asking, and people would be asking, does anyone have any metforma? Does anybody? Ha-? And sure enough, I gave it away. Um, I had certainly enough for me, but as I was, I was reporting live from the, uh, airport, the international airport in Port-au-Prince where the supplies were coming uh-huh. in 24 hours a day. It didn't stop. And, uh, I could feel my BS, my blood sugar, dropping a variety of times as I was getting ready to go on the air and as I was finishing a shift. Um, I slept out on the floor on the open tarmac, as so many people out there were doing, but I was fortunate because I did have little foodstuffs to eat, and thank God I had my metformin and my glyburide. But for a lot of those other Haitians, I'm telling you, Max, it was sad to see this going on, but they live like that every day, and their lives are not long. They don't have the medicine. It made me again be so thankful for what I have here, and for so many of the other folks who are listening to this show, and who know somebody who is listening. And if you're diabetic and you're worried about it, or you're thinking maybe you are, or you're recently being you've recently been diagnosed. You know what, there's a lot of help out there. And there is so much education. You know, it's one of those things you don't realize so you step out of this country for a little bit to see how good you have it. We have it so good in this country. And if you're diabetic, if you're if you're on the on the edge of going that way, you know what? There's no reason to freak out. More so, there's more reason to be thankful that you're right here, right now, and that you can hear people talking about it because there is a way to deal with this. There's a great way to live with it. You just got to sort of find your way around. But you I can.
0: absolutely agree. I mean, gratitude is an attitude in 2011. And, you know, one of the organizations I first started working with is the Charles Ray Diabetes Found- uh, Foundation, not Ray Charles. And Charles Ray um, has a website, and they donate uh, supplies, diabetic uh, diabetes supplies to people who can't afford it, right here in the U.S., and that's kind of what propelled me into DivaBetic. So once again, you're paralleling my story, and I I could see my face coming down from the website tonight and going up with yours, which is fabulous, by the way. And uh, you talked <laughs> about freaking out, though, Orlando, and you know can't freak out at DivaBetic because we've always got a friendly educator standing by. So I want to introduce to our... Uh, Radio show listeners right now, one of my favorite Charlie's Angels. She's sexy. She's smart. She's a mother and wife, and her child, Hayden, is one of our biggest supporters. Please welcome to the show (laughs) Jessica Isler, registered dietitian and certified diabetes educator. Hello, Jessica.
3: Hi, Max. Hi, Orlando. Thanks for having me. (laughs)
0: now orlando uh you know so we found out about what it was a sticky situation in haiti and unfortunately many people are still living like that but one of the things that jessica and i like to do in a fun way orlando is kind of test someone's self-care knowledge and give and know how and see where their blood sugar iq is by giving them a random uh blood glucose value in situation and finding out how they would solve it so um We've designed a a special puzzle for you because you're our first man playing the game, so we have a sporty twist to it just to show people that anyone could play diabetes numerology. All I have to find that out way. is if you are willing to do it. Let's do it. And, you know, Jessica, there are a lot of divas listening right now because they want to see how well a man actually does that numerology.
3: Well, if uh, the beginning of this interview is any indication, I think Orlando is going gonna,
0: gonna to be a slam dunk.
2: Back <laughs> <to death laughs> He's going right to kill there. it.
0: <laughs> right. Oh my God! We're gonna be running with the sports <laughs> lingo now. This is like I'm gonna to have to referee. Okay, here's how it works. I'm going to uh, Orlando. I'm going to read you a random blood glucose value along with a real life mm-hmm. situation. Then I'm going to ask you how you would deal with the situation. Next, Jessica, our Charlie's Angel of Outreach, will discuss your solution and share some tips and other information for people who are living with diabetes who are listening to the program. Remember, if you're playing along with us tonight, keep in mind that no one solution works for everyone. So check with your doctor to find out what you should, do, what your specific game plan should be. And I encourage everyone to go to divabed.org dot org and they could download not one, not two, but three of the game books right now. So Orlando, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Your diabetes numerology number is seventy. Your situation? Mm-hmm. You're at a Miami Heat basketball game sitting next to Eva Langoria. What would you do? Well, if I'm at seventy and I'm a type two diabetic and I'm sitting
1: on the basketball court next to Eva Longoria, I know that my wrists are already sweating, uh, and they're not sweating because of her. I know that for me that's way low. Uh, I would probably at that point get some orange juice for me because I know for me that's just too, too low. Maybe get uh, maybe some sweet tarts, um, something that I can get in my mouth for me uh, quickly. But I'd like to get some orange juice right there and hang out a little bit.
0: All right. Jessica, how um, did Orlando perfect. do?
3: <laughs> I think Orlando did great, and I really like the fact that he did not just chalk up the sweaty wrist to, you know, sitting next to evil Angoria. <laughs> Our that desperate he, housewife. Yes. <laughs> I recognize that symptom um, of a low blood sugar. And take took the next step to check his blood sugar, which, you know, a lot of times people get into trouble with, you know, not even knowing what their number is and confusing those symptoms of low with high. If you've been living with type 2 diabetes for a while and haven't necessarily been on any uh, glucose-lowering medication, you might not have a history of a lot of low blood sugars. And so the symptoms that come with it, shakiness, sweating, headache, drowsiness, being weak or dizzy, feeling jittery or hungry, all of those things could be confused with a high. So... Congrats to you, Orlando, for taking that next step, checking your blood sugar, finding out that you were 70. And then, um, though you didn't state it this way, what you did do is you followed that rule of 15 to treat your low blood sugar. Um, And for everybody out there listening, living with diabetes, what you need to know is when you do have a low blood sugar, you want to follow the rule of 15, which means you take 15 grams of carbohydrates, Rapid acting carbohydrate is like is what we like to say, which orange juice or sweet tarts, not both, are um, a great example of that. Four ounces of OJ would be um, just right, as you said, Orlando. Um, so that's your 15 grams, and then the second piece of that rule of 15 is to retrack or excuse me, recheck your
0: blood sugar in 15 mm-hmm. minutes later <laughs> and
3: make sure that OJ did the trick for you. Um, and right. they aren't now, I've been to game,
0: though, Jessica, and some people. I mean, I, I think it's great he went for the orange juice, but there's a lot of soda at a game. Could you also treat with a soda um, instead of orange juice?
3: Well, you could, but here's two little caveats on that.
0: First off, you know
3: most of the soda that's going to be around you at that game is going to be in the big gulp cup, yeah. <laughs> and what I don't want you to do is chug a lug and have that whole big gulp cup because you're going to definitely wind up being way too high later. Uh, you know That goes for all the other stuff that's all around you, too. Um, you don't want to run the risk of not treating your blood sugar appropriately by also getting food that might have a lot of fat in it, like, you know, the nachos with cheese or pizza or something like that. Remember, you'd want to just go with um, just sugar. So um, soda would be okay, but I worry that you might overdo it. So you only need a, a four to six ounces of that. So that's one thing. That's a great so question. Other thing that, I've always wondered that myself. Yeah, absolutely. i always and, wondered and, that. Yeah. What, what do you mean, about how much soda, or what about the other food? Um,
1: well, Max's question was really good because I've always thought to myself, look, a four or five ounces of soda, but you know what? I'm human, and I can be stupid. I can have that drink in my hand and go, man, that Coca-Cola, that 7-Up, whatever it is, that it's thing good. is just what I need. And, man, <laughs> next thing I know, Max, I'm finished with half the glass. Absolutely.
3: Exactly, and you're not – I mean, believe me, that especially when you have a low blood sugar, it's kind of like lights are on, but nobody's home. Yeah. You're not necessarily yeah. – going to be thinking clearly so i always tell people be prepared have those glucose tabs four ounces of oj sweet tarts whatever you're going to choose to use have it in your pocket don't challenge yourself in that moment of being low to go out and you know travel the aisles travel the stands yeah. travel up the stairs which could cause you to go even lower to get out to the nearest refreshment stand to get your carbs so you know being yeah. prepared having it with you um popcorn not, overtreating would not be a good it. option
0: because popcorn no. might choke in your throat right
3: all well, that, and you and have
0: to eat quite
3: a bit of popcorn to get to 15 grams of carbs, plus enough yep. fiber. It's just not, you know, just not uh, the best
0: thing. Well, and that's crazy. I mean, and that would be crazy medicine. And we're having to wrap up the show, but we have to talk crazy one more time, both of you, Jessica, Orlando. I've been dying to know what happened at the Nana and Nicole smith trial. I've been getting emails crazy, crazy, crazy. <laughs> what didn't we hear? Is Howard really the father of Danny Lynn or what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have to get Dave on you guys because I've got two yeah,
2: minutes.
0: I, mean, I you promise
1: I'll be to go to Orlando. On? I tell you, uh, I was there at the hospital the evening that she was declared, uh, officially declared uh, dead at, at the hospital here in here in South Florida. Um, uh, you, you know, there are so many things I still think Max and have not come out, and that yeah. will not come out yet until things are forced to come out.
0: What like just give me a hint like what how her son died uh you know what her overdose was I mean what just tell tantalize Oh no same. I'm not I I want to go there but I know better than to go there Well you know I'm, I know I'm Neville who works for you at Fox News <laughs> so I'm going to call Marcel tonight <laughs> But for I'll everybody bet me, will tell you the same Orlando thing. <laughs> Jessica you've been wonderful tonight. Uh, if you have any more questions about highs or loads, please contact us at the um, website, divabag.org, and we'll get back to you right away because we didn't have enough time to cover it. So much to talk about. I want to remind everyone that uh, next Tuesday night we've got another Diva Talk Radio Roundtable edition coming up with the Charlie's Angels of Outreach. And we've got a diabetes numerology situation, you'll love this, Orlando, that involves trying on swimsuits next to Suzanne Summers. So if Eva Lagoria <laughs> wasn't your type, we've got Suzanne. Now, I want to I'm thank there. Orlando, I want to thank Jessica, I want to thank my amazing producer, Gay, B, uh, Gay Ball O'Brien, plus special thanks to Crystal Light, Dr. Schultz, Nutrisystems, Diabetes Self-Management, Myabetic, Googalicious, Yagalicious, what am I saying, Uh Cabot Cheese, pumpware Inc., Sugar Crush, New, New Naturals, Verizon, American Diabetes Association, Diabetes Health Magazine, D-Life, Underology, and, of course, all the New York Divas who helped me turn diabetic from a T-shirt to a trailblazer. Now, remember, every diva has an entourage, and I'm so glad to be part of yours. Let's get happy and stay healthy together.
2: Yeah. Oh. Okay.